Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host, and I'm very happy that you tune in with us today. And thank you for uh, choosing this uh, program and please stay with us because uh, we'll be very happy to have you part of our program. And you can be part of this program by sending us a text message with your question or comment uh, in regard to the topic which we uh, discuss today. The number where you can send us a text message is 048-8808-1. Make sure that you have that number written down because we are coming with a free offer also today for you and you need to send a text message on this number also to request that free offer with the code which will tell you a little bit later on. But it's my privilege today to welcome our uh, co-host uh, and uh, today it's Will um, Moala. Will, good to be with us here. Good to be with you in the studio today, Nick. Or probably I should say, is is good that I am with you, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. usually you you come on Mondays, yeah. but uh, this time it's uh, me just standing in for Joseph, but uh, I'm enjoying today yeah. that uh, we are together and we are going to talk about uh, a very, very special um, uh, subject, a question, a good question which we have for today, um, parenting without uh, guilt, is that possible? That's the question yeah. we'll ask today, but we are going to talk about, the, you know, the Bible, religion and Christian parenting for the whole week. We will address some of the questions like uh, how can it be better um, you know, in, enjoy children and grandchildren, you know, or the, the other question which we'll look at is how can I build resilience in children? Also, we are going to talk about boundaries. Are they needed? Is reasonable? Yeah. You have boundaries? <laughs> uh, and um, a spiritual family, is it possible? We live today um, in these modern times, uh, Will, and family is not what, uh, particularly what I know when I grew up. Right. It's very different. I'm not sure that in your culture or, uh, uh, by the way, uh, how old are you when you came to Australia or you were born in Australia? So I was born in Australia, So, um, but my parents, um, I guess, immigrated here to, from the Pacific Islands, from Tonga, um, you know, probably in the in the in the mid seventies. So um yeah, so I I pretty much grew up here. So I'm I'm pretty much a, a second generation. Mm. But you still um, have influences, you know, from a different culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, mm. my Tongan Pacific Island heritage. Yeah, there's definitely has its um assumed uh, cultural values and. You know, how we see life, how we see God, how we see the church, how we see the family structure. So, yeah, a lot of it is ingrained in you as as a child and you kind of growing up believing in, you know, just whatever you've been brought up in, I guess, probably a more general statement, um, that would be the norm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but regardless, uh, you know, even from what culture you come, uh, now it becomes a bit of a norm like the modern approach in family. Now, I must just um, remind you now that uh, you may heard this before, but I want to just introduce Will a little bit. Will, it's a pastor here in South Australia, and Will, you are pastoring for Paravista Church and uh, Gola Church, yes? That's correct. And uh, Will is um, very passionate on, uh, you know, establishing 
connections with, uh, with people. And if you like to visit um, Parabista Church, where Will is uh, preaching, how often there, Will? Uh, so at the moment, I'm there uh, at least two or three times in the month. Mm-hmm. So um, Once or twice at Gola, yeah? Yeah, so I try and divide my time between the two churches. So If, if you are in, uh, in Adelaide and um, uh, northeast area, please join Paravista Church. Or if you are a bit more up north, join Gola Church. And wherever you are, if you like to come and join us and get to know us and tell us that you are a Faith FM listener, maybe, yep. uh, please don't hesitate to visit our churches all around the country. You just need to um, Google the Seventh-day Adventist Church and, uh, uh, and come with us. We'll be very happy to see you. Amen. Well, just before we are going to talk some uh, steps, you know, some advice from the Bible and, you know, um, other sources, uh, I'm just wondering, what's your um, perspective, what's your understanding about uh, family in general, particularly under this condition with COVID? Because, uh, um, I mean, borders will be open, you know, uh, soon. And I know that uh, there will be some um, happy United uh, families, you know. Yeah. But there are still, uh, there will still be people who cannot uh, if join or unite together just because of this reason. Yeah. If you don't have the jab, <laughs> you cannot travel, yeah. maybe. What's your perspective on this one? Yeah, so um, I'm just, we're, we're recording this from Adelaide, so... In here in South Australia from tomorrow, from the 23rd of November, um, only people who have the jab who are vaccinated will be able to travel uh, into South Australia. And there's certain um, entry conditions that they um, asked to meet on their risk level as well. Um, so I don't want to get into the vaccination, I guess, debate as such, but I guess one of the... Um, one of the things that have arisen out of that, and I think it's right in line with our theme for today and the rest of this week, Nick, is this idea of because of the borders being closed is mm-hmm. that families and couples have been separated. And so I thought just I just wanted to pull up this article um, taken from the ABC News. Um, they put up an article um, just a couple of days ago, actually. Um, and the title of this news article online is Joyous Families Reunite at Airports as COVID-19 Border Rules Easing Queensland. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole article, Nick, but just a couple of quotes that come out of it because we're talking about families this week. And I think a real challenge uh, in light of our COVID situation is uh, couples and parents and, and families have been separated. So this ABC News article basically um it's, it's regarding Queensland. So their borders, um, Nick, in Queensland, they're open for people flying from interstate, um, COVID-19 hotspots. So mm. their borders are opening. Um, returning Queenslanders at Brisbane airport, they were happy, but, but some of them were frustrated, obviously, because it taken so long. And so from December 17, which is only a number of weeks away, it's expected that people will be able to cross into Queensland by car or, or plane. So, I mean, if you've been following the news on that, every state and territory has kind of got some roadmap to open. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the implications of that. But the article, there's a couple of quotes, Nick, I just want to raise because it, it mentions about this particular Gold Coast couple. Um, and I'll just read a little bit here. It says... Um, Gold Coast resident Jackie Deeney, uh, Denny, I think that's how 
it's pronounced. Mm. She was waiting, uh, Nick, at Brisbane Airport for her husband of 14 years. So here's this lady, her name's Jackie, married to her husband um, uh, for, for 14 years. But he had been living in an Airbnb in Sydney for five months after getting caught up in the local lockdowns. Mm. So Miss Denny said it was the longest the couple had been apart. And here's what she said. They quoted her as saying, I'm happy to have him home and it's my birthday tomorrow. So this is the best present I've ever asked for, she said. So this is just one case of a couple that they've been able to meet. But then there's, as you would know, Nick, and as you see on the news, there's still a lot of families that have been separated um, because of the border lockdowns and the border yes. closures. And now, as you said earlier in the program, now, you know, government's saying, well, unless you're vaccinated, you can't travel in the state. You know, that's a bit tricky because now people have to have to decide what they're going to do. Mm. And that just gives another layer, I think, of... Of people actually, you know, they're really wrestling with this. Do I get vaccinated or not? Now, as, as I said a minute ago, I don't want to get down that route, road of whether to take it or not. But I'm just highlighting that there are families right now, Nick, in our country that are suffering. Correct. Because not only the borders, but now it's opening. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Adelaide, here, you and I living here in Adelaide, it's opening for interstate travellers. But hey, guess what? You have to be double vaxxed to come in. So... So on the one hand, they're saying, yes, come in. But on the other hand, you need to get vaccinated as well. Um, so I guess this article is highlighting that, um, you know, that there are families struggling. Yes, there are. Um, and, and just to go back to the article, um, going back to this lady, Jackie, she says, um, her husband, Steve Denny, said he was glad to be home. Now, here's a quote from the article. She says, um, but it's taken so long, and the reason why it's not fair, why is not fair, sorry, it's not fair to keep families apart. And I think that's probably really down what we're going to talk mm, about today. Mm. It's not fair to keep families apart. No, we're not talking about COVID and, and the borders as such, but this idea of families need to be together. Families need to be close. They need, they need to be, you know, children need to be with their parents and parents need to be with their spouses. And so what we're seeing today with COVID, Nick, is just another element that is, I guess, challenging, um, you know, everyday life. And it was hard enough uh, even before the COVID, uh, Will. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, we, we talked about that in these days, in this generation we live in, um, a family it's different than uh, as I remember when I was a, a child. But on top of that, with um, COVID conditions, it will make it even more difficult to function as a proper nucleus, if you like. Because yeah. I like to think and I like to say this, that family is the nucleus of society. If yeah. we have broken families, we have broken yeah. uh, society. And this is not a People may not realize at first yeah. how important it is, uh, and you, you see even through that article, you know, uh, how people say that, oh, just having him home, this is the yeah. greatest uh, present for me. You know, people are missing this, uh, and I wonder, because you see, this is a Christian broadcast here, and we know that it is an enemy who works uh, hard to destroy this institution which God created yep. at the beginning when God says that man is not good to yes. be alone. Yes. And you see, all these things have consequences and have um, 
deep implication yeah. in uh, in society and we'll see some other things coming up you know like uh, uh, unrest and all sorts of things uh, maybe even crimes and who, who knows you know yes. because when family doesn't work together when you have a strong family nucleus you have a bit of a smoother um, uh, you know life to say so you know yeah. regardless of some other issues which mm. can be part of life yeah Yeah. Look, I think this is an amazing um, uh, topic for the whole week. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, please just uh, stay with us and for the whole week uh, uh, and we are going to um, yeah to take you through some good great questions. Again, I want to mention right now that uh, uh, if you want to be part of this program and just come with a question or a, a comment and you know something uh, you need to send us a text yes. message to 0488880811 and we'll be very happy to uh, to receive those ones. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Or I will I'll try to I'll throw to you this question and please take, take us through a little bit. Uh, parenting without guilt. Is that possible? Yeah. Very good question. <laughs> That's the question that we're going to tackle today, Nick. Um, I was looking at the, uh, the title, uh, from our, uh, from what we're looking at today. And that word struck me, um, Nick, guilt. And so what I did was, um, I had a quick look at the dictionary online and what guilt means. And there's two or three, um, I guess explanation. But the one that I think kind of fits in with what we're talking about today is, uh, guilt can be described as a feeling of deserving blame for offenses. And it's this idea of feelings of deserving blame, especially for imagined offenses or from a sense of inadequacy. Mm. So I, I think those two key words I really want to highlight. Uh, this idea of blame. You see, when we blame ourselves for for certain things that are happening or that have happened, um, we feel guilty about it. And um, and going back to the dictionary, it says, imagine offenses or a sense of inadequacy. And so, like, to answer our question today, uh, parenting without guilt is it possible? I think. Um, my my gut response is yes it's possible because as you said nick um you know we're both bible believing christians and you know god as you said earlier he instituted the family mm -hmm. and if god institutes the family in the bible it gives us instruction of how to uh how to be parents and even for children how to honor their parents and and so forth so to to kind of just give you uh the short answer parenting without guilt is it possible i'd like to say yes mm. i think I'd like to say so because what I believe is all God's biddings are our enablings, Nick, as one author put it. So if God has instituted marriage, if instituted families, it instituted this beautiful thing we call the family, well, God has already given us, I guess, a blueprint, some, right. some very clear principles. And I guess if we follow it, um, then we have a better chance of living uh, lives as parents. And by the way, Nick, um, I feel a little bit uh, inadequate myself because I'm only uh, a, a new parent, so to speak. My little daughter, Naraya, my 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 world is um, she just turned two in oh, August. Wonderful. So me and my wife, we 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 are blessed to have a, a a beautiful, young, healthy daughter named Naraya, and she means the world to us. And and you know what? We're just doing our we're just 
taking one day at a time. Mm-hmm. We're not experts by any stretch of the means. Um, but I do want to say that, that if we parent the way God prescribes right. with the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, um, I believe that God can help us to be the best parents we can be. Uh, that's very well said, uh, Will, I believe. And yes, uh, I, none of us, uh, and yeah. the children don't really come with the, with the manual, you know, how you, yeah. you know, <laughs> when you buy a car, you know, if you don't know how to manage it, you know, you go to the book and read about it. Yes. But uh, a child, it's an experience. Yeah. But God provides. And yeah, that's uh, very, I'm happy that you, you mentioned that because uh, uh, many people today, many families, young families yeah. uh, today, they may say, oh, wow, uh, what I'm going to do? And you know, many decide not to have children because they're thinking that it's too difficult yeah. to have children yeah. these days. And you see, there are all these um, uh, aspects. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with my wife today and um, we were just looking at, you know, my little daughter, she was having a nap earlier today and just looking at her just sleeping on the bed and we were just going back and forth talking about, you know, um, just how how enriched our lives are because of, of having a child in our life. And so um, it is definitely a blessing in, and I can only speak for myself, mm. Um It has totally changed my way of life, the way I see the world and the way I see myself because now I'm not only a pastor and as a brother and as a son and an uncle and these various hats we all wear, but now I'm a father, Mm. you know, and um, that is one of the the most, that is a title that I cherish, but I, I say it humbly because I know that unless God is working through me, you know, I'm prone to make mistakes and and you know and and not give my child the best picture of me that I can give and mm. I can only do it as 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 we as believers as we connect yeah. to Christ and and will uh, that responsibility you know i mean i mean yeah. that title actually yes came with great responsibility yeah absolutely and uh, yeah well look uh, are we able to share with our listeners some effective uh, parenting Sure. So I guess what I want to do today, Nick, is we've got, uh, I'd like to share, I guess, some, some principles. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I guess, as you said earlier, Nick, we're a Christian radio broadcast. Uh, well, I want to do my best to give a, a biblical basis. So just kind of laying out the groundwork. I mean, this is not super, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not specific in a sense, like if your child does this, do this, rub the back. And mm. it, these are just universal biblical principles that I believe that can apply to all of our listeners. Mm. And uh, whether we're new parents or whether we have three or four kids, I think what we're going to share today are just some really uh some solid principles that come straight from the Bible. So I've got seven today that I'd love to share with our listeners, Nick. So hopefully we'll get through them all. Let's but, try. Um, we'll, we'll try. So so the first principle I want to share about, um, about how to uh, parent without guilt, it really comes from the Bible itself. And the first one is this idea of love. Mm. Now, I know it sounds very cliche. We've got to love our kids and we've got to show them love and acceptance. But, you know, often that word, Nick, it gets thrown around in the culture and there's music about love and, you know, everything, everyone talks about love. But the beauty of the, of the scriptures is the Bible tells us in First John 
that God actually is love. Mm. Now, if, if, if we could just kind of grasp what that means in and of itself, that the, the picture of God, and by the way, you know, Nick, I know you're a very diligent Bible student. The Bible describes God many ways, but one of the clearest ways he's described is John, the beloved apostle, says that God is love. And so I guess one of the ways, and look, this doesn't just apply for preparing. It applies for how we live as Christians. You know, Jesus says to love one another as I have loved you. And, and we can, you know, there's many references to love. But I think the first principle is, and look, this is not something that religious people, I mean, everyone knows this, this general principle is to love. All we're saying is within the Christian framework, God himself is love. And it's interesting, uh, Will, uh, when you mention that love uh, in the Bible, uh, uh, it's agape love, which is different than um, eros or filio. We talked just in the previous program, we talked about some type of of love. And it's a pity that in English you cannot, uh, you have one word for you love chocolate (laughs) and you love God or you love your child, (laughs) you know. Uh, But in my language, for example, I can say differently, you know, I can say like dragoste, or you what's, what's nationality again? It's Romanian. Rome- oh, yes, yes, yes. You see, Romanian. I can use different words right. to describe love. I'm not sure. Do you speak your... Um, very little bit. Very, <laughs> very little. To, uh, unashamedly to confess. But uh, very similar in the Tongan way. I mean, we have a normal way of speaking, but then we have uh, a language for the nobles and the chiefs. Yes. And then there's even another layer for the actual uh, royal family, which is mm. the king. You know, mm. the Tongan still has a... A monarchy, which is unique in its own sense. But the point is, even in that layering of language, there's a different word that you use. I don't know if the word connotates a different meaning, mm-hmm. but definitely different words. Whereas yeah. you're saying, Nick, that in your language, you can, you can, the word love can be used uh, explain different ways. And th- that's what I'm um, trying to say that yeah. in the Bible, actually, in, it's used, uh, love in the Bible is used in different forms. Yes. Some with this word agape, which means a sacrificial love, which describe God uh, perfectly, you know. And then there are others like filio, as I said, uh, uh, parenting kind of yeah. uh, love or uh, intimate love, you know, eros, uh, all those ones. I believe there are in Greek five types yeah. of love, but I'm just, yeah, I mean, in this tree. Yep, but that's v- mm. to put the basis, I believe. Uh, this is very important, you know, to understand God, His love towards us all, and then how He's teaching us how to relate to each yeah. other. And, and, and also, Nick, w- when we're talking about love, you see, children, they learn God's love. They're visual people. Mm. They're visual creatures. And, and they pick up what they see more often than what they hear or what we tell them. And so children learn God's love, Nick, through sacrificial commitments we make to them and teach them to make. So when we talk teaching our kids and trying to model love, it's not just saying, hey, we need, you need to love or even dare I say, even read the Bible to them to love, but they have to see love in action. I'll give you a quick example. Mm. Um, when I was in my, uh, working in New South Wales, Nick, and a good friend of mine, Justin Lawman, he's one of my good friends. He was the president at the time in North New South Wales. And I was in his office one day at Wall's End. And uh, he was just chatting with me about ministry. And, and we started talking about family. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he goes, William, always make time for your children. 
Oh, good. And he said, in my ministry, I always took my kids to the park or, you know, just something that you did with them every day. And he says, and he said, that has paid dividends because obviously, if you're the child, guess what? Daddy's hanging out with them every day. Daddy's going to the park with them. Daddy's taking them to the beach. And so, so love is, it's, it's in how we give our time. It's how we show that, hey, you are important to me because I am spending time with you and not just being with you, but being present in the moment. And so I think the first principle, Nick, is, is if God is love, I heard another pastor put it this way, and um, I don't know why it, it stuck with me over the years, Nick, but he explained love like this. And I, let me see if I can catch it. He says, um, love is an act of the will accompanied by emotion, which leads to action on behalf of its object. Now, I know oh. it sounds very detailed, but I'll, I'll, let me say it one more time. Love is an act of the will accompanied by emotion, which leads to action on behalf of its object. And so I guess if you kind of break that down, love is not just how we feel right mm, now, mm. because we are emotional creatures. We may feel happy in one moment, and then that's part of life. But what that definition says is it's an act of the will. It's a principle. Mm-hmm. It's much deeper than saying, I love you. Anyone can say, I love you. Or anyone can say, I love my child. But, but you, your values and the way you, you, uh, train up your child, as it says in Proverbs, it's based on that value of love. So, so just going back to that again, an act of the will accompanied by emotion. So it's not just emotion. It's mm, both. Mm. It's the will. It's the principle act of the will accompanied by emotion, which leads to action. That's that's the application on behalf of its object, meaning the person, and so so which love those, is. Which those action sometimes may not be uh, for the object, uh, may not be the pleasant ones, eh? Or I'm glad you raised that, Nick, because you know my mind is connecting verses as we're talking, as it as as you are too. Look, I'm not trying to get all Bible geeky right now, but if you read Revelation, there's there's the the letters to the seven churches, and each of those churches has a particular message. Without getting too bogged down, the church to Laodicea um, is a very strong message to the church of Laodicea. But I love what Jesus says at the end of it. He says there to the church of Laodicea, Nick. It says, "As many as I love, I." I rebuke and chasten. Mm. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. And that's a, a church to uh, the lady sins. So you're right, Nick. On the one hand, we have love, but love can be, has to be tough love. And I was just interesting before we went on air, um, Nick, I was just kind of looking at, uh, do you, you remember the story of Eli, mm-hmm. you know, the priest, and he had these two sons, and and basically the gist of it, he was overindulgent. He, yes. He didn't want, he was trying to please them all the time. And you've seen that, Nick. Sometimes you go to supermarkets, you go to places, and you see that overindulgent, spoiled little brat. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I said it. <laughs> and, and you kind of look at them and... Almost, I guess, to be honest, we, we kind of judge it and we look at the way that the child has been, you know, just wanting its way and carrying on and, and we kind of look at that and, and we kind of make a, a, an observation and say, man, that child needs to be disciplined. Mm. That child needs to be told in a, you know, in a, in a very firm, loving way, but firm that, that they can't get their way all the time. Yes. That just because you, you're asking for whatever it is, um, that you're going to get it. And so I guess, like you said, Nick, um, love is, you know, we love our children and 
uh, we're talking this week and about give the world world for them. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, it's it's interesting how we're talking about tough love. I was just watching the. I was looking on the news uh, about a couple of weeks ago. Do you do you remember the? Um, he's a retired basketball player, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. He played for the Orlando Magic, then he played for the Lakers. He's retired now, um, but he's one of the you know Hall of Fame. He's probably one of the top centers to ever play the game mm, in, in mm. America. So he was on uh, on a recent interview about a, two weeks ago, and he was saying in the terms, they'll, they'll ask him about his money, and he said, I say to my kids, and his kids are probably like, you know, nearing in their 20s, so, so they're, they're kind of getting old, and he says, I tell my kids, we're not rich, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> that does a good yeah. one. Yes. And, and, and he goes, no, 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 I don't tell them we're rich, I say, I'm rich. You need to go and work. So he, in the interview, if you listen, it's really good. He, he's kind of saying, Hey, you need to work hard just because I've got million dollars and I've, I've made it. You're, you're not just going to, you know, just ride on my coattail, so to speak. He's so that's responsible parenting. Exactly. Mm. So he wasn't just, yeah, he was saying, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta put your best foot forward. You gotta work hard. You gotta get an education. And so it was interesting that he said, you know, when are rich, I'm rich. <laughs> oh, that's good. I need to remember that. <laughs> and, um, and I was listening to another guy not, not, uh, too long ago. And he, he's another very successful, um, uh, businessman and he's a Christian as well. And he was telling the story how he took his son. Um, you know, they call it the prom in, in the States, but it's like, um, the, the formal in mm. Australia, in the U12 formal. Yep. So he took his son to the mall and he said, go and get, go and get a pair of shoes. So this particular gentleman, he went to another part of the mall, got himself a couple of pair of glasses, come back to where the son was. The son was at the front desk of the, the shoe shop. He had six pairs of shoes. And then, uh, the son's, you know, the, the father said to the son, Son, uh, I told you to get a pair of shoes, a pair of shoes. Well, what part of uh, a pair don't you understand? Mm. And the the son, you know, looked back and says, "But Dad, you can afford it." And so he started, bishop, you know, saying, "Hey, mm. I can afford it, but you can't afford it." Mm. <laughs> and so he was trying to teach him again that, "Hey, just because I got all this money, like you know, you need to work hard for it, and you need to, you know." You need to, to realize the value of, of, of earning, uh, you know, earning, earning money and whatnot. So look, I probably got a little bit sidetracked there. But, but, that, <laughs> I, but I think, but I think this is important, Will, because uh, we, we're talking about reality here. Yeah. And I know that will go probably into the next um, step. You know, uh, we are going to talk about respect. And I think yes. you, you're thinking of that, uh, because that what respect is to understand, you know, uh, where you are, in which position you are, uh, not just to demand, you know, and yeah. uh, to say, oh, because my parents uh, um, can, yes. then uh, I deserve whatever I want, you know. Yeah. Now you have to have that respect, and I think, yeah, you you you're going to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So you got love, right? So we kind of um, explored that a little bit. So respect uh, is is the second, um, I guess, principle I want to share about um, about parenting. Um, you know, when we talk about respect, I mean, all our listeners, when I, when I say that word, we all have a general understanding mm. of what that means. You know, from a biblical sp- standpoint, um, the Apostle Paul, he says in the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3, and I'm just paraphrasing here, um, the Apostle Paul writes that, that we should think like Christ and treat others as more important than ourselves. You see, Nick, respect, 
recognizes the best in people. Mm. And respect teaches us not to treat others as important, unimportant. And so to kind of narrow it closer to home, nothing, Nick, hurts a child more than being treated as if he is useless, he or she is useless, and almost nothing encourages them more than being respected and valued. And I think that's a, a, another aspect of, of uh, you know, Christian parenting. I'll just say parenting in general. Um, we have to – our kids need to, to feel that they are valued. Mm. And, you know, I'm doing – you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to implement that in, in my role uh, as a father is – you know, how can um, I show my daughter that, that she's valued, you know? So little things like listening to them when they are having a, a grievance or, you know, something's, you know, you know how something's going on with them and, and they're trying to get your attention, you know, you stop what you're doing and, you, you know. So I think whatever stage of life your child is, and for in my, my um, situation, she's only very young, but this idea of uh, respect, Mm. You know, in my culture, Nick, is perhaps probably yours as well, um, respect was a huge part of our, of our culture and especially um, my father, um, you know, particularly in the Pacific Island culture is there's a huge uh, emphasis on respecting your elders. Absolutely. And, and so I think part of that was something that was ingrained in me um, that, you know, when when you're in both both parents, mum and dad, but I guess more so dad because dad was the head of the house. My dad mm. was the one that kind of um, made decisions in a sense. And that's important that you said that because you see um, in a family these days, as I sometimes see, uh, that parents yeah. and children, they are on the same level. Yeah. You, you cannot see the, the difference. The, the children is telling the parents what to do, you yeah. know, And uh, but you're right what uh, these are – got put in place yeah. each one uh, for a for a purpose like yeah. a parent to guide to educate to teach to love to do whatever is uh, possible for the child that the child may grow up to be a, a parent himself you know at, at the right time and to have that yeah. uh, respect i i agree 100 percent what you're saying and it's an unfortunate situation that today we don't see as much respect yeah. as we should publicly and even inside, yeah. in, 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 the, in the home. And I think, too, it's, as you, you're probably aware, I, I, I was thinking of that text in Second Timothy when you were just talking there, Nick. You know, um, in verses 1 to 5 there, the apostle talks about some of the, um, you know, what will happen in the last days. He says, in the last days there will be times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, and then the one you mentioned, mm. disobedient to parents, and then there's a list of other characteristics, and it really pa- paints somewhat of a bleak picture of um, of how society it will continue on. Um, so, uh, and you know, like I was just saying a moment ago, even though I was saying it tongue in cheek, almost like a a humorous aspect when you see children who are kind of a bit out of control when you go to the shopping center or whatnot. But I think um, you're, you're spot on. There is there is a sense in which children feel entitled now. Mm. And I don't know how it started, where that slippery slope began, but, you know, um, it's certainly something that we see in our world today. I'll be, be careful what I say because you can, you know, we have listeners and, 
and sometimes um, we can get. And we are not judging, you yeah, know. We're, 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 we're not judging, not judging but we are just sharing. You yeah. know, uh, we see the effects, uh, yeah. and everyone. I um, I come across many people, you know, in in my interactions, and yeah. many will, will say, "Oh man, these days it's hard, you know, to have a child or to do. Yeah. why? Because this and that and the behavior. Of course, there are some other." Things which contributes to, for example, these days, internet. A child, is, as soon as he's one or two years old, he's exposed already to, you know, and parents yeah. to have a bit of time off or whatever, just give a, a, a device in their hands. There are all sorts of things. But hey, well, let's take a short break sure. here and we'll come back to just to learn a little bit more yeah. about uh, how can uh, we. Uh, be good parents and uh, not feeling guilty that we need yeah. to discipline our uh, children. But we are going to listen a beautiful song called Love Remains by Hilary Scott and uh, the Scott family. Stay with us. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
Music. This is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and Will Moala. Today, uh, talking about uh, parenting without guilt. Is it possible? That was a beautiful song, uh, Will. Uh, love remains, Absolutely. and we talked about love quite a bit. Uh, and uh, we are inviting you to... Um, to join us, to contact us, send us a message on this uh, topic, if you like, on the number 04880811. But also, uh, on this number, you can request the offer which we are going to give it to you now. And it's called Family First. It doesn't have to do anything with the um, uh, political party. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still in. It is a political party, but it used to be a political party here. Yeah, but it's a wonderful book by Jim uh, Hohenberger. I think that's the pronunciation of pronunciations of the name and um, as the book says that all around us families are falling apart uh, and uh, no state or program or any amount of money can save uh, save them save uh, the family today many fathers are too preoccupied in the career of life and their selfish interests uh, while their loved ones struggle against the a swift current of life. Uh, Jim uh, Hohenberger explores the attitudes, priorities, and changes you can make that will restore unity and peace to your home. Please uh, send us a message to 048 with the code SA26. Make sure that not space in between SA and 26. SA stands for South Australia number 26. And this book is yours, free of charge, no obligation. Will, uh, we haven't got too much time left, but still yeah. uh, a little bit uh, of time left. Can you take us through some other principles sure. and uh, uh, share with us? Yeah. Sure. So we're looking, Nick, today at um, our question today that we're asking is uh, parenting without guilt, is it possible? And I think my, um, my short answer is yes, we can parent without guilt. Um, and I believe it is possible because we can do all things through Christ. Another thing, if I can just mention mm. this right now, Nick, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Correct. Because we are all broken people. We are all a work in progress. So I think probably if I could just say to our listeners today and to each other, within the Christ- Christian framework, there's a beautiful word that that is explains so much of God's goodness and his character, and that is grace. And so when we're talking about parenting, Nick, Hey, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say and do things. We're going to, mm. we're going to mess up. That's just part of life that we learn through our mistakes. But the beautiful thing about the, the Christian perspective, if God gives us grace, he gives us forgiveness. And every day we can claim that mercy and that grace every day. So I thought I'd just throw that out there before we oh, that's continue because it's not like, you know, follow these seven steps and you'll be a perfect parent. No, because, um, we're all, we're all broken uh, vessels and mm. we, we do our best, but then uh, we ask God to forgive us for our shortcomings and particularly as we're discussing parenting. So let me go back to um, the content I want to share today. So we, we talked a little bit about love. Um, we're talking about, um, I'm just kind of highlighting some very uh, simple uh, principles, traits of effective parenting as I see them as revealed in Scripture. So we talked about love. Uh, we talked about respect. Let me just kind of walk through, uh, I guess, the remaining uh, ones that we have today. I want to talk, uh, there's another principle is intentionality. Mm. 
In other words, Nick, as a parent, being intentional, it means talking about and living out our values and priorities uh, before allowing other influences um, into our home. And just as I was saying earlier when I was having a, a chat with my good friend, Pastor Justin Lawman, he was intentional about spending time with his children. Mm. And I think in anything in life, you if we want to be successful and we want to be good at it, we've got to be intentional. And it certainly, uh, it, this goes across any aspect of life, and it, particularly in parenting. And I think sometimes the danger is well-meaning parents, and look, I'll be, I'm not saying, but it can happen is um, they could have good intentions, but then what makes their intentions turn into, you know, like we said earlier when I was describing that particular pastor's definition of love, it's, it has to lead to action. Mm. So I guess on the one hand, intentionally is good, but standing it alone, um, it needs to be followed up with, with, with action. So like, for instance, Nick, we, we're here on a Monday afternoon here at drive time. Um, we can have good intentions about what we want to do this week in terms of our family and our work and commitments. But then, um, it's actually carrying out those tasks. And it's the same thing with parenting. We can have good intentions, but unless we, unless we write it down or even carve out time in our weekly planner to make time for our children, um, you know, I think that's a big part of, of being, being successful as mm, parents. Mm. Um, let me go to a couple more. Um, another principle um, that I want to share with our listeners today is this idea of boundaries and limits. Oh, that's a, that's a, a very important <laughs> one because people don't like boundaries. Yeah, mm. yeah they, there's these two authors that have written a number of books um, in the leadership space and particularly in, in Christian personal growth, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Um, you've probably seen it um, in the Christian bookstores. They're authors of the book Boundaries um, book series. And, and they write that the purpose of, of boundaries in parenting is to, and they quote Hebrews 12, is to let good things in. Um, sorry, is, sorry, to quote what they say actually, mm-hmm. is to let good things in and, excuse me, keep bad things out. And so according to, um, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. Uh, John Townsend, um, they say that in order, um, to, you know, to be good at parents, we've got to, we've got to have boundaries. And that means um, being deliberate, um, Nick. So, for instance, with our with media, like you're talking about the phones, um, uh, relationships, um, godly living, um, we've got to set certain limits. Now, I'll have to come to this when my little daughter gets a bit older, and we have to. But even now, at a young age, there's certain things that we've got to just uh, put. We'll put just time on, the, on just on that aspect with boundaries very quickly because. What I experience myself, and uh, I can see that can be a, a, you know, a cause and effect, is that sometimes we, as parents, we don't put boundaries on our children, uh, and we are even proud of them when they behave a little bit, uh, you know, um, towards other people, you know, yeah. because actually we express our own thing through the children sometimes, right. and we don't want to put boundaries because that will actually even. Um, put us in a, a let's how to call it in a restrictive uh, mode I get what you're saying you now. know what I mean Some, sometimes you use the children either yep. by being so f- free with them and everything because that's the message you want to transmit out yep. uh, you know it's not for their best 
Yeah. Or maybe you don't have always uh, the in, the best interest for your own children. It, it's it's I've seen this quite a bit. Right. And yeah, but sorry to interrupting that. No, no, no. That's that's a good thought. And I think what you're saying there is sometimes as um with our our children, um, if we don't have if we don't have boundaries ourselves as parents, and then we don't um, you know, then we try and superimpose boundaries on them. It can cause for us to feel, coming back to that word at the mm. top of our question, guilty, because we're not exercising those boundaries ourselves, and yet we're super, I guess, disciplinarian and very oppressive to our child. That can cause us to feel somewhat that we're not living out of uh, integrity mm. because because we're you know imposing a certain standard upon them but then we're not necessarily keeping it ourselves. I know our time's running out but just a couple more there I think one of the principles of of you know of parenting our gift without guilt um is this idea of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um I think when we practice gratitude in our families um it helps children and and parents um you know fight selfishness um and and cause, which causes division among families and friends. So I guess a general principle is um, as parents, um, we want to show them gratitude. We want to be, they don't want to be seeing us as always negative, always cynical about life. And so coming back to the question, is parenting without guilt, is it possible? I think a lot of the times what, what we think and the way we process our thoughts and as our children observe us and how we respond to various situations in life, and if they're seeing it constantly, it's going to rub off on them. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the interest, uh, principles is, is gratitude. If we, if we have gratitude as parents and as, as people who take care of children, um, it's going to rub off. I think it's just going to be a positive thing for the and kids. I, and I think a, a beautiful passage in the Bible, uh, Will, it's in uh, Philippians uh, chapter yep. uh, 1, verses 3 and 4. Now, uh-huh. here Paul is speaking, and he says, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Y- yeah. you now, always in every prayer of mine, making requests um, for you all with joy. Yep. Now, uh, Paul had all, all sorts of, um, I mean, uh, and many motives to be critical, and he does yeah. in uh, some letters, you know, but he is grateful. Yeah. And he expressed that, you yeah. know, in his letters to, to the churches there. I yeah. thought just to post on that, yeah. uh, that in Philippians chapter 1, yeah. verse 3 and 4. Such a beautiful example because the Apostle Paul, he is the epitome of not allowing his surroundings and his circumstances to dictate how he, how mm. he, his attitude and his mindset. Let me go to the last one because we're, we're running out of time. And I think I alluded to this just a few minutes ago. Uh, I think one of the, the attributes of, of, of parenting in a Christian context, um, is grace and forgiveness. Mm. And I alluded to it a few moments ago. You know, when we, when we show our, our children grace, when they've done something wrong and instead of coming down hard on them, but we we forgive them and we show them mercy. Now, there's a fine line with that, Nick, because we've got to balance. You know, like we were saying earlier, we we don't want them. We don't want to be doormats where they walk all over us. But we do want to exercise the grace and forgiveness that 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 God gives us. Yes. So I think you know, in, you know, the Bible talks about love covers a whole multitude of sins, and and forgiveness is 
and grace is something that we we have to be never in short supply of right. to our children and I'm I'm speaking as a as a as a believer in Christ God forgives me every day Nick mm. so the same love and mercy and grace that God shows me I need to uh, share that and allow that to flow to my children to flow so if you're listening today as your parent hey you know God is with us he he helps us uh to to be the best parents we can be and just coming back to what I alluded to a few you know at the top of the show it all stems from from God's love uh, and, and I think that's how we have to very important see uh, lens. will would you be able to share a short prayer with us sure, as love we to. conclude Father God we want to just thank you for this beautiful gift of parenting and Lord I just want to pray for every listener that's out there today um especially those who are listening who are parents um give them wisdom in how to um train up their children how to model grace and forgiveness to their children in their household. Uh, our Father, we thank you that uh, it's through parenting um, and through the home that we really get to experience um, what it is that you have for us, the full blessing of of a family that, that loves one another as mm-hmm. you have loved us. So please be with all the families uh, in Adelaide and across the country. Um, help us to be the best parents we can be for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for joining today, Nick Rita and uh, Pastor Will Mawala on Drive Time BQ&A. Please uh, come back with us uh, next time, the same hour, the same time, uh, and when we are going to look how can I better enjoy children and grandchildren. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk with our Lord Jesus Christ.
then 